0: Let me start off with just a couple of cool areas that we've highlighted through communications.
1: Um, Oh my God, I think you're getting invaded.
0: Should I keep going? Is there a mailman?
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear it? Uh, That was nice. That was really nice. Welcome to Connections with BCD Travel. An ongoing conversation about the modern day travel program, the impact of technology and digitization, and how travel buyers can take control and drive change. Each episode leaves you with practical, actionable advice and solutions to support a variety of program needs. Let's start connecting. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Connections with BCD Travel. This is Episode 2.
2: My name is Chad Lemon, and I am your host for the Connections podcast. And I'm Miriam Moscovich, and I'm your co-host. If you haven't already done so, be sure to like, subscribe, follow, and download the Connections with BCD Travel Podcast. Well, Miriam, we have episode
1: one under our belt, and I'm really looking forward to this second session. I think this
2: topic will really resonate well with a lot of our listeners. I agree. So on today's episode, we're going to be connecting the future fit traveler strategy and talking about where experience and policy meet.
1: And this is such a good topic because while we can all agree that paying attention to your traveler's experience is important, it can also be beneficial to the travel program as well. And today's guest has a great perspective to share on how programs can take advantage of that. So welcome to Connections, Kelly. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and what you
0: do? Thanks so much. I'm excited to be here today. Uh, my name is Kelly Ellis. I'm the practice area lead for our traveler engagement team at Edvito, BCD Travel's consulting arm. I've been with the company for coming up on eight years now, and I really focus in on not only our communication and marketing tactics within our team, but I love project management and strategy development. I've seen our offerings evolve and develop over the years, but really our primary focus has always been aimed at building communication strategies to engage our travelers throughout their journey.
2: Welcome to Connections, Kelly. It's really exciting to have you here today. And I'm really interested in talking about how a traveler experience Um, And creating a better one can translate into benefits for a corporate travel program, right? From happy travelers to travelers booking within policy and even cost savings. So I'm interested in listening to what you have to share with us today and uh, bring this all together for our listeners.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I say we go ahead and get started.
2: Kelly, let's start off easy. Um, How has a traveler experience changed in the last five years?
0: You know, Miriam, five years ago, there was still such a large pocket of our population that was continuing to work and evolve offline and really struggling to get online. Um, In the digital age that we're all in today, our choices are limitless. And info is at our fingertips, right? Even my grandmas have iPads that they're tapped into today. So we really need to think about our business travelers being digital savvy consumers. They know how to use and shop the Internet. They know how to self-serve and find information when they need it. So we really have to keep that in the forefront of our minds.
1: Well, Kelly, I have to be honest here. One of the reasons why we wanted to have you on the Connections podcast is because we keep hearing about all of these successful projects that you and your team are working on and leading. So selfishly, and without mentioning any names, can you maybe give us some examples of how some clients are doing it right these days? And what are they doing that's bringing the value to both their travel experience and to the travel program?
0: Yeah, so let me me talk you through a couple of communication campaigns that we've developed recently that revolve around some cool areas or areas that we're all familiar with. Um, The first one being increased compliance. So we ran a duty of care communications campaign that explains the importance of why the travel team needed to update our emergency and mobile phone numbers, right? This is something very streamlined and, and something that our travel managers are having to deal with day in and day out. But once we really got down to it and explained the importance of the why, we saw a 33% increase in profile compliance in just six months. That's
2: what I'm talking about. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So huge, huge numbers there. Um, Another campaign we ran was around policy promotion. And we did a fun video series to launch some policy updates, which also included and incorporated their sustainable travel initiative. By sharing the info in a way that really resonated with the company culture through videos, we saw a seventy-seven percent increase of active influencers engaging per day on their social platforms. Wow! Yeah, it was huge. We had over twenty-four thousand views between the two videos. And then uh, one more topic um, that we all have on our minds as travel managers is cost savings and how do we really? you know, take that, take our budgets and make it last as long as possible. So we ran a a merchandising campaign, which we'll expand on the topic a little bit later. But um, by encouraging a shift in our booking behaviors for one client, we were able to achieve $650,000 in savings over six months. So really, that's the power of communications and how we can move that needle just by encouraging three different forms of communication.
1: Yeah, those numbers are huge. And $650,000 in savings over six months, I'm sure. Yes, we will absolutely have to get into that in more detail later. But what would you say is driving traveler decisions today? Is it really just ease of use or is it more than that?
0: You know, I think all of our mindsets have shifted and been rewired over the past few years, right? Um, I do think that travelers still want that easy button, as we all do. Um, You know, they want to access programs that compete with with what they can experience online themselves. So really, if I had to kind of think about the top three areas that come to mind for or as decision drivers... Um, I would say having access to frictionless self-serve tools, receiving communications that are value-based, and understanding that there's a ton of environmental influencers that are nudging our travelers into making their own decisions.
2: Can you expand on what you mean by communications that are value-based?
0: Yeah. You have to think about everything that you're writing or putting in front of your travelers with them in, in focus. So what is it really in it for them? What's the benefits that mm-hmm. they're going to feel and think about when reading a communication?
1: Yeah. So like the classic, what's in it for me? Exactly.
0: Mentality, right? Exactly. And I think once they start thinking about how their decisions are affecting something larger, it's more than just themselves. So mm-hmm. it's kind of turning that, that mirror and facing them too, with the the value based.
2: So Kelly, well, how do you align travel program priorities with the expectations that travelers have?
0: Every travel program has its own unique goals and priorities, right? It's a matter of understanding where those gaps are between your program goals and your travelers' behavior patterns. So really, once we identify where those gaps are, we can take action to encourage positive behaviors from our travelers.
2: Give me an example of that.
0: Craft everything with the traveler in mind, right? That's that what's in it for me type mentality. A sample message could be to simply highlight that we're encouraging rail, but not necessarily just focusing on let's encourage rail travel because it's cheaper, but let's encourage rail travel because it's better for our environment. And travelers can benefit from a longer period of pr- productivity time while they're on the road.
2: Mm-hmm. So right, it's yeah,
0: kind of fun. turning that focus again and thinking about it in a in a larger scale, other than just the the cost benefit factor.
1: I want to touch on something that you mentioned previously, and that's you know this modern everyday online experience, shopping, booking, whatever it is. Right, um, you are saying that it's now influencing the travel buying experience as it relates to business travel. Absolutely, right?
0: yes. Today's leading digital marketers are using data-driven messaging in the right place at the right time to drive those results home. And really, this affects consumer experience and satisfaction, whether we're a business traveler or, you know, an online purchaser after hours. So let's think about Amazon. Um, Amazon knows what I need to buy before I do (laughs)
2: <laughs> right? Yeah, that's
0: um, right. I log on and I see the messages right in my face where I need to, you know, they're they're predicting the buyer's experience at the start of every visit. When things feel seamless, it's easier for us to make that purchase decision that the brand is looking for us to make. So that's what we need to do within our travel programs.
2: So how can we bring this modern consumer experience into this business travel buying experience?
0: You know, we need to begin creating, like I mentioned, the digital consumer experience into our programs. So really first, we can start by building a brand identity that's trusted. We all know and recognize the Amazons, the Starbucks, you know, those those big corporate brands. So let's think about how we build our clients' corporate brand to strengthen and modernize our travel recognition. And for our team, we do this in 100% of our client projects. This is where we start. This is where we build that foundation. Um, Then we need to take a multi-channel approach. So we really need to get out there and communicate with our travelers in their preferred platforms. So it could be social with quick digestible tips that we're sharing. It could be mobile with in-journey notifications Or it could even be little quick sizzle reels like that video series I mentioned. We need to think about how our travelers are being influenced and use behavioral economics to nudge those decisions.
1: So meet our travelers kind of where they are, cater our message to what we know they like and they
2: respond to. exactly, Kelly, let's go back to the buying experience another time. So can you expand a bit more on what you mean around making it positive and personalized experience?
0: Yeah, um, when we're getting in there and working with our travel managers and focusing in on their online booking tools, we've kind of adopted this term called merchandising. And merchandising is an old retail marketing term That um, Mm -hmm. is the activity of promoting the good, the sale of goods, right? So we're taking the same old traditional term and kind of building it into our travel environments. And it's just about pushing tailored content to our shoppers, right? To our travelers within the buying experience. So within our online booking tools, that help encourage them to make the right travel decisions. So in essence, it's digital marketing wrapped into inside our travel programs.
2: So Kelly, we always like to um, ask our guests to give some advice to the listeners of this podcast and how to make effective changes right now. So what should they do after listening to this episode?
0: Ah, so you're asking for the secret sauce, are you? <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Let me give you... Hopefully three straightforward steps that you can begin tackling right now. The first one, I would really sit down and focus on your goals and figure out how those goals translate to your travelers. You know, bring it back to what's in it for them. The second one is really find out how your travels travelers want to receive that content as you really need to reach them in the tools that they're using today and then modernize and retool your program with self-serve tools that are seamless services that are easy for them to access and seamless for them to uh... you
2: know speaking of those tools I feel like there is a kind of an unspoken statement where many travel programs aren't actually leveraging all the capabilities that they have in the online booking tools that they've chosen do you find that to be the case do you often uncover when you investigate with clients that they're not yeah, you know, they're not making use of some of the features or some of the controls or some of these merchandising techniques that might already be available. They just might not be aware of it.
0: Absolutely. And I think that the tools are not only being tapped into to their full capabilities, but they're they're evolving and rolling yeah. out new new integrations all the time. So it is a matter of keeping a pulse on those tools to um, figure out what those updates are and how you can tap into them on in an ongoing basis.
2: And some of those enhancements you see happening now are related to some of these levers that are new and emerging, like CO2 and sustainability information, right? And things like that.
0: Absolutely. There's a huge movement right now, and a focus for our team is around digital adoption. And it's not, it's a matter of looking at all the platforms that are out there. The, the base ones that we're working with within our travel programs. But then also there's third-party integration platforms and then there's there's even platforms on top of that that are trying to help guide that, that journey for us and train us to where we need to go within that experience.
2: I know the underutilization of kind of online booking tool, that's one of the amazing things you guys do. I mean, I've seen incredible work where you've taken a, a typical corporate site And transformed it into a world-class business travel digital experience.
1: Well, Kelly, I mean, you said that you were going to give us some tips and tricks at the beginning of the episode to show people how they can reach those numbers and savings like that $650,000 savings uh, and all that engagement. So I love those tips uh, that you just gave us. And if any of our listeners would like to talk more about what they heard today or maybe get some more insight from you and your team, how can they get the conversation started? Who should they talk to? Where should they Yeah,
0: go? I, um, please reach out to me. I'm on LinkedIn. <laughs> you can email me directly at kelly.ellis at um, I'm always happy to sit down and brainstorm and really think through think through programs what the what the challenge is and, and try to help, you know, outline a solution. It might not be a complete end-to-end, you know, marketing or communication campaign, but there's always little baby steps that you can start with to help get this topic of communication going.
1: All right. Let's do a little quick connect to decompress after that conversation. So I'm going to ask a few questions and I want both of you to tell me the first thing that pops into your head. Okay. Okay. Favorite city that you have traveled to for work and why
2: Uh, for me, it has to be Amsterdam, mostly because of the Dutch pancakes. (laughs) <laughs> mm,
0: tasty. <laughs> tasty i might fall right behind you in line uh, miriam and say belgium but it's for the waffle
1: i'm going to say tokyo uh even though i ate at a, god embarrassing even though i ate at a denny's while i was in tokyo but just the people the culture the respect it was it's amazing i love i love it I
2: agree. um
1: okay plane train or automobile which
2: is your favorite way to travel I mean, I got to be honest, if I'm on the East Coast and I can get on one of those Acela trains, I'm in.
0: I would have to say plane. I just, I love it. I love whenever I'm getting on a plane, I know I'm going someplace new or someplace outside of my 60-mile radius.
1: (laughs) I'm with you, Miriam. I would hop on a train, especially in Europe, sit back, relax, and take in the sights. I love it. Yep. Uh, Okay, last question catch up on sleep or entertainment while you're on a flight or pull out the laptop and
2: work. Well, I hate to ruin my reputation, but I, (laughs) I don't read business journals or any of that stuff. I don't crack my laptop. I read ludicrous romance novels.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I, it's okay. uh, Yeah, that's definitely okay. I would say I, I start with entertainment, and it lulls me to sleep on it. Oh,
1: we are the exact same, Kelly. I have every intention of watching all the movies (laughs) that I haven't seen in the theaters, and, you know, five minutes in, I'm out. Mm -hmm. So we're the same.
2: Kelly, this was so great, truly. In fact, I'd love to invite you back in a few months if you're open to it. I'm
0: definitely open to it. Thanks for the invite.
1: Yeah, we would love to have you back. And and just as Miriam said, really insightful information. And I know our listeners really appreciate the advice
2: you gave them. So thanks. If you're a travel buyer, frequent business traveler, or just someone who likes hearing about traveler experiences, be sure to like, subscribe, follow, and download the Connections with BCD Travel podcast to stay up to date with new releases and listen to your favorite episodes.
0: Thank you for connecting with us. BCD travel helps customers travel smart and achieve more. We make this
1: happen in over a hundred countries as the 10 time award winner of BTN's most admired travel management company. Learn more about the information you heard today and what BCD travel can do for you by visiting bcdtravel.com podcast.